take our seats. Um, my name is Shelby. I'm the worship pastor here at Church at Briargate. And before, um, before I hand this over to Tricia, I want to take just a moment and give honor where honor is due this morning. And Miss Annika, she hates this. Would you come here for a second? <laughs> I just love this girl. Um, this is Annika's last Sunday with us. I, oh, y'all, listen, I just adore this girl, and I can't say enough about her, but Annika is graduating from high school and um, going off to college, uh, but first, we'll hear from her dad in a little bit. Um, she's going to spend the Ukraine, uh, her summer in the Ukraine interning with her dad there, and so um, we just want to bless her and send her off, but I just want to say, Annika has been playing the drums since she was in seventh grade. And, um, okay, so correct me if I'm getting this story wrong, but I think it was, like, men's retreat weekend, and, like, half the band was gone, and they needed a drummer. And she was how old? Like, what are you in seventh grade? 14-ish? 13 or 14-ish? And playing the drums. And she's grown so much, and not only is she a fine drummer, but she's an incredible person, a quality person, and such a great example. I mean, we would have practices... um, and she would be, like, sometimes sitting out there doing her homework right before practice or, like, running from school to work. To, I mean, just the dedication and, and for being such a young person. She's just such a good example, such a good example. And we have been so blessed to have you. So we love you. Um, yes. So we want to send her out with a blessing. So let's, if you would just stretch your hands toward her, let's just say a prayer over her together as a church family. Lord, we love this girl so much. God, thank you for her and everything that she has sown into your kingdom. God, her time, her talent, God, just her beautiful spirit, everything about her, Lord. We just um, come together and we bless her in Jesus' name. And we just send her out knowing that you've got great things in store for her. Um, things that she just can't even imagine. And so, Lord, we just ask you to use her in your kingdom in great and mighty ways. And, Lord, everything she puts her hands to, God, let it be blessed. Let it be for your glory and your honor, Jesus. Thank you that you protect her everywhere she goes and that her path is clear before her. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Thank you. Thank you. I'm Tricia Winslow, and I'm the Women's Ministry Director here, and it is really awesome to see things like that. I mean, we are a family here, and if you are new, we are excited to welcome you into this family, and we would, we're so glad that you have chosen to join us this morning. So if you, if everybody didn't get a bulletin, please be sure to get one. If you are new with us, there's a connection card on the inside. Please be filling that out, because we would love to get to know you, love to make you part of our family. Um, There's a lot of things going on here. You can check those out inside the bulletin. You can sign up on the simple sign up. And while the offering plates come by, you can just drop those into the offering plates. So we're going to go ahead and pray over this morning's tithes and offerings. Heavenly Father, I thank you so much for the opportunity to come into your house and worship you. Lord, I thank you that we're that we are here, but that you are here. Lord, without you, it's nothing. And Lord, I just pray that you would take these tithes and offerings, that you would use them for your kingdom, that you would multiply them, that you would put them to use in the ways that you want them to be used, Lord, that you would be glorified through it all. Lord, we love you, we worship you. In Jesus' name, amen. Go ahead and look at the screens for more announcements. Hi. 
Hi, my name is Zella. Welcome to Church at Briargate. I'm going to tell you a few things going on here. We'll see our skills in painting, organizing, remodeling, or outdoor cleanup. Or cleaning. We need you. Come to Church Work Day, Saturday, May 12th at 10 a.m. Sorry about the info booth. Are you graduating this year? We want to honor you. Graduation Sundays, May 20th, during both services. Please use a simple sign-up, and the church will contact you. Our annual Air Force Academy graduation. Fly over. It'll be Wednesday, May 23rd, starting at 11 a.m. Free hot dogs, burgers, and parking. Thanks again for watching us today. For more information about any of our events, check out our bulletin or visit our website, churchatbrygate.org. You could always stay connected by liking us on Facebook. Have a great week. Bye. Love you. <laughs> That's my birthday. Did you want to take a bow? No? Okay. So, uh... A couple of things. We got some some fun stuff we're going to be talking about this morning. The uh, the first thing I want to show you is some pictures of uh, our church in India. Um, okay, pause right there. This is um, I don't know how you well you can tell, but Jerry's standing there, and the guy standing next to him is a guy by the name of Bashir. Um, that's one of the names he goes by. He has he has two different names as a pastor of this church. He has a name that the previous Muslims call him and the previous Hindus call him. He has a Hindu name and a Muslim name. Uh, he has started two, base, two churches. They're really the same church, but Hindus don't worship the same way as Muslims do. And when they get saved, they carry that worshiping mentality across. And so he has separate, they also have separate dietary things. They, they don't necessarily get along. And so he has two separate churches, and these, both of these churches have just taken off, done some really amazing things there in India. Well, Bashir is also the guy, I've, I've mentioned before, you might remember, that we have um, uh, uh, asked to help us with our two new pastors in Ramparhut. Okay, so... He is going to, in fact, he's going down like in two weeks, and he's going to talk to him. He's, a, he's done this for a long time in a very anti-Christian uh, area, and so we're going to have him come down and help our two pastors that are starting our church there to, to understand how to do this, how to do all of the things, balance the tension between the government and himself, and, and uh, still get the gospel out there. And so he's our mentor guy, and uh, the next picture is just Jerry uh, smiling, so... There you go. Uh, the next few pictures are the construction site. You can see the stuff that we're getting done there. We're, this is further along. We actually have pictures that are further along than this. And also, I think the running water thing is toward the end of them where we now have running water. That doesn't seem like that big of a deal, but to get a well out on this particular piece of property and as far from the, the, the kind of the major part of the city, this was a big deal. And so to actually have running water is something we've been working on for months and months and months. And uh, we're excited about that. So we'll be showing you some more pictures next week. I think I actually have a picture of some of the things we're trying to buy. One of the things is a motorcycle that um, went and looked at. Uh, Jerry and Nur, when they were there, they took our two pastors around to, to actually look for some stuff. We got them a computer, got them a projector, some other things. Uh, some of that stuff we brought from here. Uh, the sound system generator, I, I don't think we have those yet. And, uh, and we're getting the motorcycles. We worked out a deal with a, a local, local motorcycle company there, and uh, we can get them a motorcycle for $900. And uh, so that's, that's good. I mean, it's a brand-new motorcycle. 
And uh, so, so I, the reason I'm saying that is we, some of you are already contributing to things that are going along the way, some of the, the stuff we've been buying and some of the building and stuff like that. If you want to purchase one of those things uh, specifically, just let us know. I know the $900 motorcycle, I don't know the prices on the other things, but um, if you want something specific that you can uh, connect with and purchase, let me know. Um, there's been some questions about that. So, so we're excited about all that, that that is happening with that. Continue to pray for him, though. In fact, um, one of the uh, pastors, uh, Jasia, he was walking to church um, this the, the yesterday. Cause they're a, they're a half a, they're a day and they're ahead of us. And so, it's actually not like regular hours. It's like and thirty minutes. I don't know how that happened, but uh, so. He was walking to church, him and, and uh, Santosh, our, our uh, two pastors, and a motorcycle ran into Jasia and hurt his arm and all this other kind of stuff. So I told him we'd be praying for him. And so uh, continue to pray for him can, and, and both of the guys pray for the financial needs, all of the stuff that's going on in the building. And we're just excited about all of it that's, that's happening. And so uh, the next thing I want to uh, let you know about this morning, it's pretty exciting for us, is... Um, Josh is, is, Josh Kramer is headed to, I want to say Kramer, so you don't think our youth pastor is heading to Ukraine, but, uh, he is headed to the Ukraine. I, I think this is a God thing. I think God's been orchestrating this thing for a long time, putting all the pieces together. And so I, I wanted him to come and explain a little bit of this to us this morning and how this is working and what's going on and, and, uh, how God has put all this together. He's basically, even though this is, um, occupational, this is obviously God's taking him there for missional purpose, and, uh, and so we believe that pretty strongly. So, Josh, <clears throat> why don't you come this way? Am I supposed to grab this one? Yes, sir. I'm turning this one back off. Don't embarrass us. Ketoni Budzdies Kavariti Poruski? Yet? Okay, I'll do it in English then. So I'm Josh Kramer. Uh, for those that I, I don't know, um, I've been kind of hiding out in my basement for the last several months, finishing my doctoral work, which happens to be uh, in the Ukraine. Um, and actually, I just said it. They like us to say Ukraine, not the Ukraine. So just a little lesson, because that was part when they were part of the Soviet Union. It was the Ukraine as part of the Soviet Union. At any rate, so I just want to share a little bit of my story and what I've been doing um, in Ukraine. If you could just hold on this slide for a second. Um, I have been praying about a doctoral program to join. And when I uh, went to Regent University, I walked in on interview day, and I, I didn't know who was a faculty, who was a student. And I heard somebody speaking um, English with a Russian accent. So I'm drawn to that as a former Russian linguist in the Army in a former life. That's what I did. Um, and I walked up and I said, do you speak Russian? And people that speak Russian natively usually don't just say yes, they say, why? Which was kind of funny, a little, little, little hesitant. Um, so anyhow, Dr. Zaporozhets uh, was that person. She's a faculty at Regent University. She's a Ukraine national who has been, her, her country had reached out to her and said, hey, there's been some things going on in our country. If you didn't know, there were forces sympathetic to Russia that came in and took over Crimea and basically invaded the eastern part of Ukraine. They've lost about 5,000 people thus far and more. It just keeps being more and more. And there's been all kinds of stuff going on. It's not in our regular news, but suffice it to say, I've walked the streets and ministered with these people and there, there's a lot of trauma. 
in that country. So what we've been doing with Dr. Zaporozhets um, and our team, oh, and I want to share this piece. My DD-214, when I got out of the military, did not say Russian linguist on it anywhere, yet she was the one I was assigned to for my interview. So this was the first of many God moments that God was reassuring me and, and informing me of this is where you're going to go. Um, we did our interview in Russian. Um, to be honest, I'll share one little more piece here, is that when I graduated the program, the Army Russian program in Monterey, California, not a bad place to be stationed, um, when we graduated, I got a little card from the Russian government that said, congratulations. I mean, it didn't, it didn't have the accent, but that's how it would have looked. Congratulations on your graduation. We are very, you know, it scared the heck out of me, to be honest, if I speak frankly. And God has reassured me over and over through this whole process that he's orchestrated every move here. So fast forward through, Dr. Zaporozhets have been contacted by her country to teach. Basically, we taught some church lay people uh, basic counseling skills. We'd call it um, uh, psychological first aid would be, I'm sorry, I'm realizing with translation, there's sometimes some difficult pieces here. Psychological first aid, that grew into a post-bachelor's uh, counseling certificate. And now, this year, we will have an internationally accredited counseling program in the country of Ukraine that did not exist before. So this is like the foundation of what we've been building. And it's gone and grew, grown in leaps and bounds. God doesn't just do things, little things. He does big things. So we got contacted by the government in a good way. This was not a bad thing where they were suspicious of what we were doing. The government said, hey, we need help building this field. We want you to build our national continuum of mental health care in the country, which does not exist. Uh, this, this pattern of, of different types of resources people can get to heal and to help with uh, trauma. And also build the national PTSD center in the country. It's just blown my mind how, how this has taken off. Um, I sat in a meeting initially that I was not informed of who would be at this meeting, and I sat down in the meeting, and, um, okay, I'm sorry, could you go through some of the pictures? I got talking here. I have some pictures to share. Real quick, Ukraine to the north, Russia to the east, Europe to the west, and Turkey to the south. One of the most fascinating places in the world I've ever been. I've traveled many places. So if you could just cycle through these, this is just the, the there were some snipers here that took out some Ukrainians. Uh, during a big peaceful protest that they had. That's Maidan. This is the Russian friendship bridge that the Russians built to say, hey, we have friends with you. You're, we're not, not your enemy. This is a, um, a tribute to some of the people who have died in the conflicts. They're all over town. And if you could pause here for a second, this is where we teach our classes. We partnered with Ukraine Evangelical Theological Seminary, or UTS, as we call it. And uh, this is where we teach. So if you could just rotate through these. It shows, I have some pictures here of what we do. We we are very experiential, we call it in our teaching. We sit in circles and we practice these counseling skills, Santre therapy. And you can just see this is, we, we're, we, we bring over a team of, of American counselors and counselor educators. That's me and my first group that I worked with in the country. Pretty amazing stuff. Some communication exercises. That's me teaching. And these groups have grown. This is one of the first groups after a couple years of building this program, you can see they just get bigger and bigger. The need has been so strong there. These people have reached out to say, we want to help our countrymen and women. Couldn't even get them all in one picture. Um, people are all over the place. So we've graduated our first cohort of professional counselors in the country. 
I'm going to be going over there this summer. I'm bringing my oldest daughter, Tegan, who many of you might not know. She's graduating uh, Colorado State up in Fort Collins with an international relations degree. She's going to be an intern, and I'm also the one that's taking away our drummer, Annika, so forgive me for that. She's coming with as well, so they'll be interns with me this summer. Um, we're going to stay there, and um, <clears throat> this is Natalia and Dr. Zaporozhets It's on the right. They came to Colorado Springs. She flew over from Ukraine to see what we were doing to help uh, those returning from combat. So I showed her the VA and different facilities that we have here, and... Uh, we went down to Mount Carmel, which is a great place. So this summer, we will be flying back. We have a large NATO grant that if we get this grant, we have all the plans set up to help Ukraine build their mental health program for the whole country. Um, so it's pretty exciting work. Um, I feel honored and humbled to be doing this work. So please keep us in your prayers. Um, and I look forward to sharing about the work we will be doing um, that we will have done when I come back. We'll be back the first week of August. Um, and last thing I'll just highlight, we are doing, I'm finishing my dissertation over there studying this first group of counselors we've graduated. I am also running a retreat for military families that were POWs that were released. We're gonna take these families, there's 50 of them, so we're doing two weeks, two separate weeks of retreats. And then all kinds of other stuff, meetings. Um, I'm linking up with a missionary in Odessa, which is down on the Black Sea see what they're doing, see how we can maybe connect. And um, yeah, so I highlight that there. So thank you again. Keep us in your prayers. And I will share more when I return with my daughters in August. Thank you. So you know not to leave. We did this first service. Um, so we're going to have uh, uh, some, some of you guys come pray for uh, Josh. and this, this, these, these things aren't coincidence, okay? This is not. Um, God is orchestrating this whole thing to put a Christian in the middle of all of this stuff, starting counseling for the first time in a country, and they put a Christian in the middle of it. So, so, um, so we want to, anybody that wants to join us, come up here. Let's pray for Josh and uh, the girls along the way, and that uh, we're praying very intentionally here. That, that this is an intentional thing that God is sending him. Same concept as sending a missionary. Same basic uh, thing here. So, so let's pray for him. God, we thank you so much for, uh, for, for where you brought Josh to at this particular moment. God, this is an amazing journey, but you've known about this every second of his day, of every day of his life. And so, God, we acknowledge that. We know that you're in charge. We know that you're God over everything. So we commit him to you, the girls to you, God, anoint them. Cover them with your blood, Jesus. Keep them safe and, and give them in, in great inroads with your gospel and with who you are into the lives of these people. And, uh, Lord, there are, there are people that are, that are so hungry for you that have no idea who you are. And Josh is going to be able to tell them about you. And so, Lord, we thank you about, for this. We thank you for the whole thing. God, thank you for orchestrating it. And also thank you for letting um, Church of Briar get me a small part of this. And uh, carry him with you through every single bit of this. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. Amen. So this is, it's exciting. Again, I, I like these, these kind of things because I think this is the way God does stuff. The way that we kind of normally have um, what we call like professional missionaries, professional pastors, and all that kind of stuff. I, I think th th this, to use the term more organic, I think this is actually more scriptural mentality. And uh, so I get excited about this kind of stuff. So, so the Jans family, why don't you guys come up here?
Well, everybody, not just the Jans. I forgot you all have different names. <laughs> so we've got, um, first up, is uh, Linda's mother, stepfather, Josh's, Liz. What did I say? You said Linda. No, Liz. Liz. Everything is running together for me today. And then Josh's mom and dad and Liz's father. And I, now, I know many of you have met some of them, but I don't think you guys have ever met Liz's father. He's here uh, this morning also. Pretty exciting. So this is what we're doing this morning is we're going to dedicate a little Sawyer. That's the way you say it. Everybody say this with me. Sawyer. That's how you say it. So, hey, big man. So we're, I guess we'll give this to Josh. This is to hang in your closet or something, I guess. I don't know. And, uh, and this is a little Bible. His first little Bible comes from us. Not from his mom and dad, but from us. Sorry, this is yours. You want to you hold that? Okay, good job. Just put that in your mouth. <laughs> and uh, I'm going to read some scripture to you, and then I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to pray over him. I get to hold him at this point, too. So uh, Psalms 127. Again, I, I love this scripture. I love this moment, these, these moments in time. When, when we, when we um, codify something here and say this is, this, is, this is a moment where we're defining something. Uh, Psalms 127 verse 3, children are a gift from the Lord. They are a reward from him. Children born to a young man are like arrows in a warrior's hands. You, you guys understand that, that the intentionality that's involved with the scripture, it's not a passive mentality. This is, if they are arrows in the hands of a, of a young warrior, then that means there is an intention to, that these arrows should be shot, that they're headed a direction. There is a purpose. There is a target somewhere out there. I, I believe it's, it's, it's God's um, call on parents' lives to guide and lead their children in a direction. To let your children make decisions uh, of the, who they are in their direction is, is not a biblical mentality. Now, that doesn't mean, you know, he has to be like a lawyer when he grows up. That's not what I mean. But to say, as for me and my house, we're going to serve God. That's the target. That's the direction. We're shooting that direction. He's being very intentional about that. It says, how joyful is the man whose quiver is full of them. I, I usually say that a quiver, a full quiver is three to four. I've been studying this. It's not three to four. It's, it's at least five is a full quiver. Right? So, so, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> get busy. So, <laughs> he will, everybody's laughing embarrassedly. Okay, so he will, not, he will not be put to shame when he confronts his accusers at the city gates. And that has to do with the fact that he's got a posse. Somebody's, somebody's got his back with this whole thing. Um, I, I think it's an amazing thing to have a child. I just, I just do. It's, uh, it's one of those things that... that you know, I, I've been saying this to my son. They're going to potentially be having their child this week. I said this to Josh and Liz a hundred times. Your life is going to change in ways you have no idea. You will never be the same. And Liz actually would argue with me a little bit about this. But uh, your life is never the same. And I don't know about all the rest of you parents, but for me, it defines you from that moment on. And I'm okay with that, Right? I'm okay being, I, we were at district council this last week, and somebody said, oh, you're Jonathan's dad. And then somebody else said, oh, you're Linda's husband. Nobody ever knew me, so <laughs> I'm okay with that. Come here, buddy. Come here. All righty. She's okay. She's right there. She's right there. We're going to pray. 
So you guys all squeeze together, put arms around each other, hold hands, something, I don't know. Josh, you, you've done this. You have a child, so. <laughs> so. So why don't everybody, why don't you stand with us and, uh, and let's pray for, you understand, guys, you understand we're praying for mom and dad, really. Sawyer just gets to be represented, but what we're praying is that they raise him in God, shoot him toward God. And so we're, we're legitimately praying for them primarily. So, God, we thank you so much. We thank you for Josh and Liz. Lord, we thank you for their input into our church and our family here. And God and all these teenagers, they really are so much a part of us. And God, we thank you for this beautiful gift that you've given them. And Lord, this he is such an amazing little boy. God, we thank you for this. Lord, from, from every single second of, their, of his life, Lord, we ask you to help them point him towards you to truly point him towards you in the name of Jesus. God, we thank you for this. And we thank you for the family. We thank you for our extended family here that is going to help them support him. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. Good job, buddy. <clears throat> Didn't. All right, you guys can go sit down. All right, I thought, since we have so much happening this morning, I thought I would preach two messages. <laughs> so I've been talking about over the last few weeks about pursuing God, reaching people, and I, and I want to I kind of bring this together with, with a kind of a focus mentality of today. And I don't mean uh, Sunday morning, May 6th. I mean, uh, what does the, the idea of today mean? And uh, to look at this. So Ecclesiastes chapter... 1 verse 2, I, I want to show you something that I, I think is, is um, there's a bunch going on in this scripture. I, I love to, to break Ecclesiastes down because most people don't speak out of Ecclesiastes, but I love the book, and I, and I like a lot of the stuff that's going on in there for, for a bunch of reasons, and some of the reasons are the irony of what's going on. Okay, we're going to see where Solomon is writing something here, and he actually disagrees with stuff that he wrote earlier in scripture. Now, before you start saying, well, does that mean it's theologically accurate or whatever? There, there, it actually has a reason and a purpose, and there's a reason God included it uh, in the Bible to help us understand a few things, a lot of things, actually. But he actually disagrees with himself, and part of the reason is because where he's got to in life, where he has, where he has arrived at. He has got to the point in his life where everything is, is um, a given for him. He is, he's the wealthiest person on the planet. That's, that's, a, that's a big title on the whole planet. He is the wisest, according to scripture, he's the wisest man that had ever lived at up until this time. Now, I personally believe that that also extends forward. I believe he's the wisest man that will ever have lived, uh, I think is the way scripture is describing that. But, but we know at this particular time, wisest man ever, richest man ever, um, had, had extended his kingdom beyond what was, what was thought possible. And we, there was people coming from all over the world Think about this. In Ethiopia, they had heard about him and were sending emissaries to figure out simple things like how does he handle his weight staff? How does he handle his butler and his maids? That's literally why they were coming to look at this is how does he organize and structure? There, there was people coming from all over to, to get this kind of stuff. And so he had got to a point where the idea of, of uh, working a, a, good day, a good hard day's work was lost to him. That had long ago been lost to him. 
Now, that's an important thing because you're going to hear some language here that he totally disagrees with, with some of the stuff that he writes in Proverbs and things like that. So in verse 2 of Ecclesiastes 1, it says, Everything is meaningless, says the teacher, completely meaningless. Now, here's the a, here's a thing with it. When you try to process theologically, you have to be able to, to ask yourself, is this God saying to Solomon everything is meaningless? Is this God telling us through Solomon that, Solomon that everything is meaningless? Or is there a possibility that actually what's happening is we're seeing Solomon at a place of life where God is saying, pay attention to where Solomon has got to because there's some negative things going on here. There's some really negative stuff. What do people get for all their hard work under the sun? This is the same guy that said, pay attention to the ant and, la- and act like an ant because ants work all the time. This is the same guy that said that. Generations come and generations go, but earth never changes. The sun rises, sun sets, then hurries around to rise again. The wind blows south and the wind blows north. Around and around it goes, blowing in circles. Rivers run into the sea, but the sea is never full. I, I, I love that sentence because he, he uh, uses um, uh, imagery there that I think it's cool. The water is constantly running in the ocean, but it doesn't overflow. I don't know. So, then the water returns.